Um, by the way, I watched the I watched it once. Um, because we because <laughs> in my my senior year of high school, we did uh, I took a world religions class, and we got to choose the religions we studied. So we studied Christianity because we were required to. That was like our our example run through, so we knew how the class was structured, kind of a thing. Yeah, and then we did Satanism, Voodooism, um, Wicca, and Buddhism. Y'all so, really, <laughs> y'all really like y'all like started with Christianity, and then y'all went like the completely opposite direction, oh, yeah. and somehow found yourself back towards like. I don't want to say normal, but like more common religions with Buddhism. Oh yeah. Um, and when we studied voodoo, one of the girls in my class convinced our teacher to let us watch Princess and the Frog. Okay. So that was also the first time I had seen that movie. This was the movie y'all watched for Wiccans. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. The same girls convinced the teacher to let us do that. I don't think the teacher should have been listening to specifically these girls. Nah, it was chill. We love Mr. Hills. Hell yeah. Plus, it got us to waste a few class periods watching movies, so... That's true, that's never a bad thing. Yeah. Especially when they're good movies. Yeah, like the movie we're gonna be talking about today. Cause I'm Kevin. And I'm Mickey. And this is Who's Got the Sign, a podcast where we talk about different pieces of media and ascribe star signs to the characters within them. And today we're going to be talking about Hocus Pocus, which is an oddly timed podcast because we were supposed to record this on Halloween, but it's actually coming out a week later. (laughs) Granted, it would have come out a week later anyways, but we were going to record on Halloween and we told everybody on our social media that we were going to record on Halloween, and then it didn't happen. Yeah. Someone got sick. Someone <laughs> who may or may not be me, uh, <laughs> definitely not me, uh, may have um, not had their voice in the best shape to be recording. Mine currently isn't fantastic, because I just spent the last 15 minutes reading stories and funny voices to my brother, but you know. We'll survive. <laughs> we are thriving. And speaking of thriving, uh, we're going to kick things off right away today. We are going to be talking about three different main characters and then a few side characters in the movie. Uh, like we say every time, uh, we'll be discussing spoilers about the movie Hocus Pocus. And if you haven't seen it yet, uh, you're probably one of the few. You're probably one of the few people that listen to this podcast regularly. And they know that I'm calling them out when I say that. But <laughs> if you haven't seen it yet, I recommend going to watch it before listening in case you're worried about getting spoiled. And we're going to be talking about a bunch of different star signs, both positives and negatives. And anything we say positively or negatively is what we are associating with that character. It doesn't necessarily mean we think everybody who fits under those star signs are exactly the same. So yeah, the first character we're going to be talking about tonight is Max. Uh, He is our main character of the movie. He is... The person we immediately meet who is the most 
anti-Halloween, anti-Salem mystery witchcraft stuff. He doesn't anti really believe everything, to be honest. Pretty much anti-everything. He's very like not about following the crowd. He's very about his own stuff and trying to stand out as an individual and not follow the fads that are going on. And he doesn't really believe any in any of this Halloween or witch stuff. He thinks it's all just commercialized, which uh, in real life it is. But in, in the world of this movie, um, he's seen as like the non-believer and all that. But a lot of his character is just about being attracted to this girl, Allison, in his class and trying to impress her and get her to like him and all of this stuff. Um, and yeah, he's just like our main character who grows from being a kind of a douchey kind of guy into a better guy over time. Yeah. In what the is- beginning, he's like your stereotypical, apathetic teenage boy who doesn't care about anything ever. But towards the end, he actually decides to become a human and, like, has emotions and stuff. He's also a virgin, which they make sure to tell us over and over and over again. But he's also, like, what, 14? So I would hope so. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, what did you have for Max's signs? I kind of had a rough time with this, to be honest. I was toying back and forth between where I was going to put Aries, um, and <laughs> then I was struggling to put anything else anywhere. So I ended up with Aquarius for Sun, Aries Moon, and Scorpio for Rising. Okay. I had Aries for his Sun, and then Pisces for Moon, and Virgo for Rising. Aries was almost what I put for Sun. So mm-hmm. I want to hear your reasoning behind it. So I said Aries for his Sun because a big part of like the whole Aries Sun thing is like being super impulsive with their decision making and like leading with what they believe in the moment and like wanting to be emotionally charged in, in the decisions that they make. And I feel like a lot of the choices that Max makes throughout the movie are very much led from his perspective of wanting to impress Allison and like get her to like him. So he mm-hmm. does things and, and like makes decisions that he otherwise might not make if it wasn't for the fact that he's very impulsive and like making decisions on the fly. Like he doesn't want to go trick or treating with his little sister, Danny, but once they end up at Allison's house and like she, she sees them there and it's like, Oh, I thought you didn't like Halloween. I thought you weren't going to do this. He was like, no, yeah, I'm do. I offered to do it for my sister. And then Danny's like, no, they made him do it. (laughs) But then like the whole thing with him being the one to relight the, the candle that brings the witches back to life like that's a very impulsive decision because he's trying to be cool and like Mm -hmm. make himself look nice in front of allison um and then like the other things of under aries son is just being very like quick to anger and like has is like very kind of like this childlike charm to them and i feel like mark max (laughs) i almost called him mark max does have this (laughs) Where, like, he's not Mark Brandanowitz. Uh, Max does have this thing where, like, he's very childish in, like, a charming way. And then also he very much is, like, typical younger teenage guy who is very, like, quick to respond to a situation 
with like, ugh, I don't want to do that. I just want to do my own stuff. Why do I got to take my little sister out on Halloween? Ugh. And it's like very, like like we said in his opening discussion, like very anti-everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and the only other thing is just like about Aries' sons hating change. And I feel like in the beginning, a big thing of him is he he doesn't want to be in Salem. He wants to be in California, like where he where he was always and feels like he hates this like new environment that he's in before he becomes accustomed to it. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Honestly, I just picked Aquarius because I googled the most reckless zodiac signs. <laughs> because where you were using the word impulsive, my brain went to reckless. Because yeah. that's what it was in the moment, of course. Um, but honestly, nothing else here really fits him at all. The very Aries character. You're right. <laughs> I just, like, I didn't know what to put for the other one if I was to use Aries for one or the other. So I was just like, you know what? I feel like Aries fits better under Moon, and I'm just going to pick one for Sun Sign. Yeah. <laughs> So, that's my only reasoning. Uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Fair. So, do you want to go with Aries for his son, then? We definitely should. <laughs> okay. And then, I would. I do want to hear, like, part of your reasoning as to why you picked Aries for his moon. It's because every single time he has a reaction to something, it's a big outburst of anger, and then he just flips his switch and he's back to like being apathetic again um mm-hmm. there was uh one particular moment that happened right after i wrote it down um was he like i don't know if he kicked something or like slammed his fist against a wall or something but then he just like spun in a circle and like threw his arms down to his sides and looked at allison and just went this sucks <laughs> and I'm like, yeah you're right but come on so that's exactly why I went towards Moon for Aries. Um, is all of his all of his reactions are like that. Um, and then immediately after that particular moment happened, he starts flirting with Allison again, like it's nothing. Yeah. And I'm like, first of all, why does she find that cute? <laughs> but secondly, chill out, sir. Calm down, Max Dennison. <laughs> Mark. 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 Let's just call him Mark for the rest of the podcast. Honestly, we should. <laughs> anyway, I picked Pisces for Mark. Um, <laughs> I I picked Pisces for Max's moon. Um, honestly, for similar reasons as to what you said for Aries. And I feel like part of it is because Aries and Pisces are right next to each other. That mm-hmm. there might be some overlap there. But I ended up picking Pisces for his moon because I feel like thinking about how romantic he he tries to be, at least with Allison, and like how he tries to be like, you know, super suave with her. And like in the in the beginning of the movie, when he openly hands her his number in the middle of class because he thinks he's hot shit. And like he thinks, like, sadder. Oh, um, yeah, and like he thinks, like they've literally just had an argument over whether like the Sanderson sisters are real. And then he pulls that move, like, oh, she's gonna think I'm real cool, only for her to return his number to him. 
Um, that is one of the funniest moments in this entire movie. It really is, because he looks so fucking dumbfounded afterwards. He's, like, so proud of himself as she walks away after handing him the thing. He, like, smiles and after her, and then he looks down and opens it, and it's his own handwriting, and I'm just like... Her. So I feel like the whole, like, trying to be romantic and, like, very dreamy and, like, passionate with their feelings is a very Pisces thing. Um, and then there, there's, like, the whole thing about Pisces kind of, like, being two sides. Like, you know, we talk about this every time we talk about Pisces or, like, Gemini and stuff like that. That there's always, like, two sides to, like, the Pisces person. And I mm-hmm. feel like in this scenario, it's him being both that kind of, like, optimist and skeptic person at the same time. Having that kind of, like, glass half full and half empty situation going on. Because he does, like... There are moments in the film where, like, he is encouraging the others in the group of, like, how they can beat the Sanderson sisters or, like, trying to, like, come up with plans with them or just make sure that they know, like, they're not going to die and stuff like that. But at other points when things don't go his way, like you talked about, about him, like, punching the wall and, like, being very, like, like, ugh, what the hell and, like, all that stuff, I feel like because there's that situation where it goes back and forth i see that kind of like back and forth thing with the pisces that you Mm -hmm. get out of that so like that's kind of the reason why i went that that way for him yeah i think you're right um i think with aries most of the emotional things appear as like anger and that's not really how he is all the time it is in the beginning especially but like Like I said, towards the end of the movie, he becomes a person and develops emotions that are not that. Um, So I think that yours makes sense, especially where we agreed that Ares was already in a placement. Not that that's not a thing. Not that people can't be both, because that's obviously possible. But and then what did you what did you have for his Virgo again? Uh, not sorry what did you have for his rising again i said the sign i picked for his rising (laughs) um i think i had scorpio yeah yeah i did Mm -hmm. um again i struggled with this one um i ended up going for this because of the moment that we were just talking about in the beginning where he just like openly was like yeah i'm gonna give this girl my number because i'm so cool and I, everyone thinks that I'm the best because I'm from California, and that is not me hating on people from California, by the way, but man, he sure thinks he's something special because of it. Um, but yeah, so, it's all, like, all of the information about Scorpio Rising is, like, mysterious and alluring and this weird kind of charm that no one understands kind of a thing and i think that's what he wants people to think he is yeah but i definitely yeah. not what he is oh i agree i i think i went from went at it from a similar vantage point just going in a different direction and i think like the reason i picked virgo for his rising is because like they're all about like being matter of fact and logical and like mentally focused And I feel like that is similar to what you were saying for Scorpio about him wanting to try to appear a certain way. And he Mm -hmm. wants to appear like he's above all this Halloween nonsense and like the tales and like all of that in Salem. 
and he wants to appear like, oh, I, I know how the real world works. Like, I know I know what how things really are. And I feel like that's a very Virgo thing. And even though, like, that's not how he really is. And similar to, like, you were saying, he wants to appear mysterious and alluring, but that's not who he really is. I just feel like it could be, like, depending on the direction you go in with that, it could be one or the other. Mm-hmm. I like what you said for Scorpio more because I feel like, that fake like mysterious like charming like oh look how look how cool I am like don't you want to date me stuff is more prevalent uh, because of like his multiple interactions with Allison throughout the movie so I feel like that that fits more okay yeah see (laughs) we Scorpios we do have that lovely stereotype of being the one who likes sex the most. <laughs> the so, ones who like the sex. <laughs> Regardless of how true that may be for most people, it definitely appears to be true for this one. So, there you go, Max. Yeah. <laughs> Congrats. Yeah. He, he's someone who seems like they are really about the sex, even though they're very much a virgin. Yeah. And again, the movie makes that very clear. I feel like this is one of those last Disney Channel movies that, like... Or was this even a Disney Channel movie? It's on Disney+, Plus, so I am imagining it probably was. I feel like it's one of the last ones that use, like, really explicit adult humor in it. Because I can't think of many more after this one that were so explicit about, like, talking about a character being a virgin which I feel like for movies that came out after this, that would be, like, super risque. Oh, yeah, you're right. Um, I'm trying... To, I'm, I'm now Googling the list of Disney Channel original movies. I don't know if Hocus Pocus actually counts as a DCOM or not, but... I think it's in that weird in-between category. Um, yeah, it's not on this list anywhere. But I just it, always it's associated with it. or something. I think, yeah, something like that. Ah, 93. 93, earlier than I thought. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think a lot of the ones in the 90s were still like that sort of... We are actually giving this movie to adults, but it's for kids because money. Um... So that's the era, or actually, the era that that movie came out in was Disney Channel premiere films. So it wasn't even Disney Channel original movies, it was stuff that premiered on Disney Channel and then went out into the movies by the sounds of it. Um, Mm -hmm. Disney Channel original movies started in 1997. And that's where you get your Halloween town and your Xenon girl of the 21st century, which was my life as a child, by the way. I do just want to say before we finish up on Max that I want to talk about that I found out um, when like looking stuff up about the movie that his actor uh, quit like doing acting a long time ago and like last year he launched his own online cannabis related apparel store called the Merry Danksters. And I can't, I I can't express how much Wait. I both love that and hate that. What the heck? <laughs> 
So if you want to support the podcast, go buy some apparel from the Merry Danksters. Um, this is not sponsored. We don't have enough viewers for that yet. (laughs) (laughs) This is so wild to me. It's like graffiti print branding. (laughs) There's a Swamp Thing one. Oh my god. Yeah, I couldn't. I, I had to mention that because it broke so my mind when I did. saw that. Oh, and by the way, you get 10% off your first purchase if you use the code THECLUE at checkout. <laughs> <laughs> so then for Max, the Merry Danksters Denison, our signs for him are Aries Sun, Pisces Moon, and Scorpio Rising. Yep. Okay. Which really is so fitting for a man who now runs an online cannabis-related apparel store. Iconic. Speaking of icons, do you want to talk about our wonderfully wicked witch Winnie next? Oh, good old Winifred. So, like we have mentioned, this movie focuses around three witch sisters from the uh, from the time period of the Salem Witch Trials, which was like the 1600s. Um, Winifred is the leader of the pack. She's the only one who really seems to have any common sense at all out of her <laughs> siblings. Um, and she also kind of is, just bullies them. Like, she's mean. She's super dramatic. And she just really, really wants to eat the life force of every single child in the world. Also, she's played by Bette Midler, which makes her an icon just by default. Which, honestly, yeah, it's like a fucking um, Meryl Streep situation. You're right. But honestly, that's really the gist. (laughs) Like, there's (laughs) nothing really more to say about it except for that she's amazing. Yeah. Um, I had for her signs, I had Capricorn Sun, and then I had Leo for both her moon and her rising. I thought about it. (laughs) I ended up with Leo for Sun, and then I put Aries Moon and Gemini Rising, but I was this close to putting Leo for Rising as well. Yeah. (laughs) Um... Yeah, I said Capricorn for her son because I think I I kind of went back and forth on whether it should be Leo for her son or Capricorn for her son and then the other one for her moon because mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of similarities between the two. Um, but I eventually went with the Capricorn for her son because the big traits around that one is being like very ambitious and driven that they don't leave anything in the way of their plans. Like when they want to get something done, they make sure that it gets done regardless of what it takes. Um, They're very like very serious in their craft and like want to be taken seriously for their work. And then like, but also they have a little bit of that insecurity where they don't want to be seen as weak and they want to like look good for other people and like appear to be the best at what they're doing. And I feel like a lot of those traits encompass a lot of like what Winifred is doing in the movie. 
that you know she is very about the plan that the sisters have of absorbing the rea- absorbing the souls of all of the kids and making themselves look young again and living forever and she seems to be the only one who takes that plan super seriously <laughs> and is always like uh, like beating up her sisters or like yelling at them to take things more seriously and to get them to listen mm-hmm. and like wants everybody to be afraid of them like she tries to intimidate the bus driver she tries to like intimidate the guy the satan costume wearing guy's wife and like tries to scare her and like overall she just tries to seem like super like serious and super in control of everything but then when like people call her ugly or like people make comments about her appearance or anything like that she cries and like gets very upset and like all of that stuff and i feel like that's where that insecurity thing with capricorn sometimes comes in where they don't want to appear weak but when those traits are attacked like you see that weakness underneath sometimes mm-hmm. yeah To be completely honest with you, I forget about the Capricorn sign when I'm doing this almost every time. (laughs) The only time I ever think of it is when I have a character who's like a mega workaholic. Um, And that's the only time that I ever am like, yeah, okay, Capricorn, that makes sense. Because that's like the stereotype. And that's the only thing I ever think of is the stereotype. And my literal dad is a Capricorn and I don't even... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's just not there in my brain. But you're right. You're 100% right. Um, the only reason that I went for Leo is because, well, the way she speaks, honestly. Yes. Like, <laughs> she's very dramatic. She's nothing if not dramatic in every single microsecond of her life. Um, which also goes with what you were saying about their feelings being easily hurt. Like, in getting angry and like retaliating against the person at the same time but also just like being a little tiny broken baby on the inside um and then there's also the aspect of being like demanding and intolerant which she is to both annoying children and her sisters um (laughs) especially sarah because sarah stole her boyfriend 300 years ago um, and on honestly, all Sarah even cares about is men <laughs> and playing with children, which I won't get into that one. <laughs> I want to play with her. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think it could be either in this case, yeah, um. However, I want to hear what you said about Leo for Moon before I can make the decision there. Well, that that's the thing, is that I the the reason I was so back and forth on whether one would be Moon or Sun between Leo and Capricorn is because I feel like my reasonings are very similar between the two, just with slight variations. Like, the whole thing about feeling, like, hurt when ignored or when challenged is similar to what I said for Capricorn and like wanting like 
wanting to be seen as the best is similar there. What I think is different in this scenario is that as far as her relationship goes and how she feels emotionally, she wants to be loved and adored, but in more of a prideful way. Like she, she very much is about being seen as proud and like the best and as the top dog. And I think about her relationship with Billy Butcherson, who is the zombie in the movie who, cheated on her with her sister and then she curses him um, because of that and I feel like that whole thing about pride is she not just like kills her boyfriend or her ex-boyfriend because he cheated on her with her sister uh, he she curses him to be like no you gotta you gotta be cursed for life because it's the only thing that's gonna reinforce my pride by having you suffer in this way and then, like, similar to how she curses Thackeray and, um, like, turns him into a cat instead of just killing him. I feel like that comes from a sense of wanting to be seen as better than other people and, like, having this thing of pride of, like, oh, I'm not going to kill you. That's too easy. I'm going to think of something that's going to make you feel even worse than if I killed you. Um and then just other things about Leo Moons of like they're kind sometimes the negative traits that are associated with that of them being very vain and pretentious and like kind of ego orientated um, or oriented and those are like of course not traits for all Leo Moons but I think when talking about Winifred like those are traits that very much fit for her that she's all about herself and even at certain points she's talking about the spell that they're going to do and like to turn themselves young and she says you know oh this is going to work out great for me and then she has to correct herself and it's like oh i mean for us to include her sisters like and at the end of the day she doesn't care really about like whether it's going to work out for her sisters they're pawns to her to help her with her plan the way that you just explained that just made me think of Sharpay and Ryan. I mean, yeah, it's, sim it's, it's similar. It's basically the same thing, to be honest. Just less magic and killing of children. Um, we don't know what Sharpay does on her free time. You're right. But she is a children. I think I'm going to... So I, I'm looking at something, and we don't really talk about this very much um, in the context of the podcast, so I don't really know how much you know about um, cardinal, fixed, and mutable um, categories for signs. Okay. Um, so basically, I'm looking at this, and it's, um, it's telling me that Capricorn is a cardinal sign and Leo is a fixed sign. Um, cardinal signs tend to be leaders. And stuff like that. So that's another reason why I would think more Leo in terms of, like, the moon rather than the sun. Because that's not the leader aspect like Capricorn is. Um, so I think you're right, basically, is the short and short of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> not going to try to explain, because I also don't know a ton about it. Um, other than the fact that fixed people are or fixed signs are stubborn and the mutable signs are more adaptable when it comes to change that's pretty much all i know 
So I'm not going to go too far into it. However, Capricorn equals leader. In this case, it fits. <laughs> if it fits, it sits. Correct. Just like a like... fat cat in a box. <laughs> I feel like the only moment I really see of her like adapting to change is like when they're at the dance and like um, Max is trying to call out the witches and not nobody believes that they're the real witches at first, but she like uh, manipulates the situation to be like, oh, thank you for introducing us to sing this song. And like, aside from that, she's very, she doesn't understand anything about the new world that they're walking into. She thinks that the tar road that is there is like a, a river of like blackness or something. Oh, that was funny too, that moment. And they were like, oh my God, I hope it's not too deep. And then they step on it. It's hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she like pushes Sarah onto it and she screams. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um I feel like you're just right on this one. Um in terms of sun and moon, the reason I went towards Aries is similar reason as to why I went towards Aries for Max, which is basically just their emotional outbursts are loud and sudden and then they just end. Mhm. Um however, Aries is obviously not the only sign that does that. It's pretty much a fire sign thing. From what I've understood at this point. Um, so it also fits for Leo. Is yeah. what I'm trying to say. And where that's pretty much the only reasoning I had. I think since you actually sound like you know what you're talking about. And I don't. <laughs> then I'm just going to agree with you and move on. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I mean as far as the rising goes. I don't have a lot of more reasons than what I already said for moon other than the fact that i feel like her being dramatic and like very seem trying to seem confident and like very vibrant in her personality is all just very present in her character so i think that's why like i gravitated for the leo for her rising because those are all traits that fit under it yeah and like i said i almost put that down myself um i ended up going for gemini because like it the, there's a lot of stuff in in Gemini about having a lot of energy and having like the it, the phrasing is inexhaustible resources um so i basically was like Winnie is the one who comes up with all of the ideas for the sisters and what they're going to do and where they're going to go and how they're going to succeed at their plan of course none of them end up working because they're the villains and that's how movies go but I th I thought that because of the aspect of fast working mind with a lot of creative ideas is something that comes with um, a Gemini rising. And there's also a section about being overwhelmed by the desire to do everything. Um, and it recommends that you try to <laughs> stick to a couple of things that you really care about and then like do the rest of the things that you want to do later. Um, I think in a different universe where she was not <laughs> an evil witch looking to drink all of the souls of children, um, that could be some advice that she might be able to follow. <laughs> it sounds really stupid when I say that, but... <laughs> 
I think that comes through even even in this situation. Like there are scenes where like obviously Winnie doesn't think either Mary or Sarah know anything about what they're talking about, and she doesn't think they can be helpful at all aside from doing like menial tasks. But like when they don't have the spell book and they're trying to think of the the spell that um Winnie does in the beginning of the movie to make the potion to make the kids drink, like she the I think at one point Sarah even gets the ingredient right and yep. she just ignores her and just keeps going on with the wrong ingredients. So I think that fits where like if she were to slow down and stop acting like she needs to do everything that her sisters would honestly be more helpful to her than she thinks that they could be. Yeah. Um the ingredient was dead man's toes. Like a, a dead man's toe was something that was supposed to go into the potion. And she kept being like, no, a dead man's nose or, or his, no, his eye, no, his ear, like just a bunch of random body parts. And Sarah's like dancing around in the background going, dead man's toes, dead man's toes. And Winnie's ignoring her and Mary's there like, shh, shh, let her think. Because yeah. now if Mary is anything, she is a follower and she is so dedicated to wanting to impress her sister and be helpful to her sister, that she will try to shut Sarah up, even if Sarah's the one in the right for once. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I think this. If I get anything right, I think it's this one. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm good to go with Capricorn Sun, Leo Moon, and Gemini Rising in this scenario. Cool. Cool. All right, and then our last main character of the night that we'll be talking about, but not last character, is Thackeray Binks, who we get to see as both a human and a cat in this movie. Um, he actually opens the movie. We see him trying to save his little sister Emily from the witches, and he ends up failing. They absorb her her soul and become younger, and they end up cursing him to, to be a cat for eternity. Um, so that he can't go back to his family and he has to live with the guilt of watching his sister die. And we see that he works to keep the witches from being revived. And when that doesn't work, he works really hard to try and keep Max and Danny and Allison safe from the witches and advises them on what they need to do and how to survive and what areas they can't go to and all of that stuff. He's just a very smart character, but like really cares about the other people around him. Um, even though he makes fun of Max for being stupid enough to revive the witches, which is fair. Um, <laughs> but yeah, what did you have for Thackeray's signs? So I went for Scorpio, Sun, Pisces, Moon, and Aries Rising. I had a really hard time with these, like, with all of these today, and maybe it's just because I was doing it last minute, but I feel like I'm not right about this at all. So I had, I had, I went in a different direction, and I had Taurus, Sun, Cancer, Moon, and Aquarius rising. Okay, um, I almost put Taurus down, actually. And... Cancer and Pisces are both similar because emotions and water signs. So I because think we're emotion. not that far off from each other. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I feel um, a little better now. <laughs> I ultimately went for Taurus for his son. 
because I think about the whole traits of Taurus being protective and loyal and trustworthy. And those are very much traits that fit for Thackeray. Like he's very protective over his sister, even though we don't see that for very long. And then when he's interacting with the Denisons, like he's very protective over Danny and wants to make sure that she's safe. Um, probably because she reminds him a bit of his sister and is like trying to take care of her in that way and make sure that not only her but Max and Allison don't get killed and that they like beat the witches so I feel like that's where like the whole protective side comes in and aside from that like the big thing with Taurus and like the thing that they need to work on is their whole fear of losing things or in this situation people like he's been dealing with this grief of losing emily for 300 years and devotes himself this whole time to making sure the witches don't come back and if they do how he can stop them and kill them and once that happens you know he's able to his spear is able to rest and he can move on to the next world with emily and I feel like that I just saw like a lot of Taurus in that character arc of like needing to learn to not so much get over, but move on from her loss. And then like being able to accept that it happened and find peace in that and like write what he sees as his wrong in life. Yeah, I think that that makes a lot of sense. Um, I definitely went from a different point of view here. Um, I started with, this was another one of my infamous Googles. Um, I Googled something along the lines of, like, the bravest zodiac signs, and then I was looking through, and Scorpio was, like, fourth on the list, um, but the first three, it was, like, Aries, Leo, and something else, and he just really didn't give me fire sign vibes, so I was like, hmm... And I thought about it for a minute, and I went in, and I was like, okay, so Scorpios are are brave and whatever. So that's why I originally picked it, but, like, reading about it with the thing that we normally read, it does also still make sense, because it's all about um, enjoying impossible tasks. In this case, him guarding the the house and trying to stop the Sanderson sisters from um, taking over the world, basically, is what they want to do. Um... And it's, uh, like, something that needs an effort, like, constantly, um, or else something happens like this one, where some idiotic, dumb teenage boy decides to try and impress a cute girl and does a stupid thing. Some virgin. (laughs) God damn it, Mark. (laughs) Um... (laughs) But yeah, and then there's also like the thing about them being like analytical and really intuitive and um wanting to to like solve things that and being detectives and all that stuff. And I think all of those things can apply to him in certain respects, um, based upon how you like think about the way that he interacts with the story. Well, there's a line about them like holding grudges and needing to learn forgiveness and that kind of thing, you know, I don't really necessarily think he needs to forgive the Sanderson sisters for murdering his sister, but he needs to forgive himself for what he thinks that he did wrong in that moment when she did die. Yeah, I really, I think this is one of those ones we've had before where it could be one or the other, depending on how you look at it, Mm -hmm. you know, like, 
I, I think Zachary is a very stubborn character in the fact that like he's been at this for so long and like is still so persistent in it, in this goal of his, uh, which is a trait for both Scorpio and Taurus. And then thinking like even just in the in the reading that we have for Scorpio, like the literal line of they are capable of extreme self-sacrifice for those they love. Like that is very much exactly what he's doing by sticking around Salem and being a guard over the Sanderson sisters house and making sure that nobody relights the candle and stopping them, the Sanderson sisters. Like he's been doing this for 300 years. If that's not self-sacrifice, I don't know what is like, yeah, for real. So I, I really do. I feel like it could be one or the other, depending on how you look at it. Like if, where I think we're both correct is what I'm saying. Yeah, I think I would agree with that. I think it it really does just depend on the the viewpoint that you have, whether you think about it more as a persistence or more as a stubbornness. Yeah, I can agree with that. Okay, um, cool, cool. And then for his moon, I ended up saying Cancer, and I feel like a large part of that I already talked about a little with how caring he is about um, Danny and making sure that she's safe and making sure the others don't get killed by the witches. Like he's met these people for a a very small amount of time and they're really responsible for the witches coming back. So if he wanted to, he could just say, you know, this is your guys' fault and reap the consequences and then not care what happens to them. But he does, you know, he becomes, he's very sympathetic towards them and like, he kind of understands the unspoken feelings of other people. We do get the scene between Max and Thackeray where he, he tells Max, like, you know, you may not always feel this way. You may not care all the time, but Danny is really important to you. And you aren't, you shouldn't wait until she's gone to realize how important Danny is to you. Um, because that's what he happened with him, with his sister. So like he he he's able to like make Max realize that and like leads to Max's heroism in the end of the movie because of that those words. So I feel like the whole thing about cancer is just being very nurturing people who want to protect others is like very much a, a present thing in Zachary's character. Yeah. I definitely see where you're coming from. Um and honestly I don't remember originally why I put down Pisces. Um However, I'm like looking at it now and it talks about being sensitive, gentle, kind-hearted, stuff like that. Um all of which goes along with what you were just saying and like I said before, um Pisces and Cancer are both water signs, so there's going to be a lot of similarities between them anyway. However, I think I think I'm wrong in this instance. I am looking at it and it's about like having issues and becoming overly emotional about certain situations and i don't really think that that um thackeray gets to that point at all i think he takes his emotions and and puts them into getting rid of the sisters and helping the the denizens fix the thing they broke basically um yeah, I think he channels his actions through his his he channels his emotions through his actions. Mm-hmm. 
Um, there are, I like, there are lines in here that I think can apply to him. Um, like, there's one that says, You seem to sense that all the pain you have suffered is for a higher purpose, if only to teach others or help show them the way. Um, and I think that's what he's doing. But I think that is way more accurately covered under cancer. So, mm-hmm. I think you're right. Okay. Yeah, I... I also see things that you're saying under Pisces, but I think because they're also covered under cancer, that's mm-hmm. why like I'm more leaning towards that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then for his rising, I had down Aquarius and a lot pretty much the only reasons I went with that one, I, I had a bit of a hard time with his rising in particular because He's a cat. Um, <laughs> but I I basically said Aquarius because of his whole mission about taking down the Sanders sister, Sanderson sisters is like he's very intelligent. He's a humanitarian and like focused around helping other people and like is very innovative in situations like he helps them with the idea of initially like burning the Sanderson sisters in like the in the school's boiler room or whatever that was um and it's just like very quick on his on his pause i guess like and it's very quick thinking about how to get out of rough situations so that's why i went with aquarius but i'm not married to the idea either that's valid i went for aries because of what i was saying before about the bravery aspect like he when he was human back in the 1600s or whatever it was um he like followed the witches when they took his sister and like literally climbed a water wheel to sneak into their house through like a tiny window and like laid in what appeared to be like a hayloft um and just like watched these evil women do their thing silently until he could find an opening to try and distract them and get his sister safe. Not everyone would do something like that. Um, and that you like you've gotta you've gotta have some sort of bravery to to be able to to pull something like that off, even if it isn't successful and you do end up as a, an immortal cat. But I think that's where I went with it. He's like a leader or or he appears to be a leader anyways, because, you know, no one else is going to step up and guard this creepy haunted witch house for 300 years. Someone has to, so why not him? Yeah. That's kind of where I went with it. I think this is another sort of, it depends on how you look at it situation. Um, yeah, I feel like it's kind of difficult to gauge exactly Zachary's char- like personality. Because his character is so goal-driven, like, like in his actions. Yeah. And things like, like that. And I don't think he is. Now, granted, that's because he lived in the 1600s and no one was really allowed to be eccentric in any way. Or they were shunned. Um, Which is. <laughs> <laughs> literally. Um, but still, I think he seems to be a very ordinary human. Yeah, I feel like it, it's up to interpret. You could probably find reasons for a bunch of different one of these. Yes. Um, Especially I'm, because he's a cat. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm good to go with what you said, which I think was Aries, right? Yeah. 
because I, I think the bravery is such a huge part of his character. Um, but I, I, I also think it's possible that it could be a variety of these, depending on what you what you interpret from his character. Mm-hmm. So in this situation, we would have Taurus or Scorpio for his sun, Cancer for his moon, and Aquarius, not Aquarius, Aries for his rising. Yes. Okay. Sounds good to me. Yeah, and that's all the main characters that we're going to be giving three signs for. The rest of these characters we're just going to be assigning sun signs to and giving a brief explanation as to why, but still characters that we believe to be important enough to discuss anyways. The first of which is Mary, which is the second of the Sanderson sisters. She's described as the middle child of the three, with Winifred being the oldest and Sarah being the youngest. Um, and she very much is like the peacekeeper of the group. She tries to like in situations where Winifred's getting very freaked out and like is uh, close to like exploding with anger. She's like, let's form a peace circle. Like, let's calm down, like breathe and like <laughs> all that stuff. Um, she's also the one who has the power to like smell out children from the group. Which is such a weird power. Which is very weird power. Like Sarah has the power to like enchant them with their songs, and Mary's the one who can smell them out if they're near. So like they each have their own uses. And I do think both of them are smarter than Winifred gives them credit for. Oh, for Um, sure. And like Mary definitely has her own moments throughout that she exemplifies that with. Um, but I ended up going for Libra for her. I did as well. Yeah. Um, and I I mean, it's that whole peacekeeper thing really for me. Yeah. And it's and also it's like the the playing both sides thing like I was talking about earlier how most of the time she just kind of screws around and messes messes things up in the background and then when he gets mad um but then there are the times where she's like fully on Winifred's side because she's like sitting there going, "Yes, Winnie. Yes, Winnie. We're going to do this. Yes, yes, yes." And then Sarah's in the background like dead man's toes and she just shushes her um it's she's definitely plays both sides with her sisters and is always in the middle trying to keep things balanced but also trying to just like be the little tiny ball in the center that no one thinks about (laughs) she definitely doesn't seem like she wants to be the center of attention oh absolutely not yeah, and then for our next character then to to segue from Mary to Sarah, who is the youngest Sanderson sister. She's the one who can sing to enchant kids to have them come and drink from the potion so they can absorb their souls. We also see that she's very flirtatious with men. Uh, pretty much any adult male that she interacts with in the movie she flirts with or tries to seduce in some way. Um, and also Max. And also Max, which that's that part is creepy Mm -hmm. um and i mean they're supposed to be creepy so i'm 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 willing to like let that one slide a little bit not a lot only because like she's supposed to be a villain (laughs) like she's supposed to be weird and creepy um but she she's very flirtatious she's very like i'm i'm assuming romantic with other people because she's she she feels at least genuine in her attraction to others even though like it's with a lot of people um yeah and but like she also like Mary does she has her moments of 
of um of intelligence in the movie as well we talked about already about her remembering potion ingredients better than the other two sisters and also like there's a scene after um max allison and danny escape from the adult party that they've just cursed everyone at and they are hiding in this little back alley area next to a restaurant and the sanderson sisters come there like trying to find them and both mary and winifred aren't able to and then it seems like sarah like notices something initially and like might be able to find them there and then like winifred like yells at her to hurry up and like she runs away so it seems like she's a bit more intuitive about things than she's given credit for Mm -hmm. but she she's my favorite of the three sisters oh me too uh like her and winifred like kind of go back and forth mary unfortunately doesn't get a lot of big moments for that um but i still really like her too but anyways i said pisces for sarah yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, I figured. Um, um, she's very daydreamy. She's very romantic. She's got her heads in the cloud. Yeah. Um, if anything else, I would go towards Scorpio because of the aspect of her wanting to flirt with all of the men and that side of things. But I think the dreaminess kind of overpowers it. And there's also parts um, in descriptions of the Pisces sign and I'm looking at the rising one right now but in general um about being more um observant than people think you are um like you seem like you're not paying attention to anything at all but you're taking every single thing in about that person um instead of just their words like you're taking in the way that they're acting the way that they might be feeling underneath of what they're saying, what they might be thinking about, like, all of it. Um, and I, I see aspects of that in in Sarah's personality as well. So I definitely think Pisces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like both Mary and Sarah are a bit easy to um, assign because of their exaggerated traits. Yeah, I feel like Danny was pretty easy too, though. Um, yeah, she's like what eight, nine, something like that. Something like that. So, um, Danny is is Max's little sister. Um, she's very spunky, for lack of a better word. Um, she takes the piss all the time out of her brother, <laughs> makes fun of him <laughs> for being a virgin, for like basically anything that she can for having a crush on on allison she hides in his closet when he's like hugging a pillow and pretending it's allison um and then proceeds to make fun of him for it afterwards repeatedly um and she's just like very sarcastic the whole time um and sometimes sometimes it could probably go a little far if she wasn't talking to her brother if she was talking to like anybody else it would be like but she's also a child, so it's a little bit excused as well. Um, so I went for Sagittarius. Yeah, I I had a bit of a hard time with Danny, to be honest. And I ended up going with Cancer um, because I feel like I, I saw things about like the Cancer sun sign in there, which like are all... Let me pull up here so I can look at it. Like they can be like very 
sarcastic sometimes and like be very like not directly approaching a situation but like trying to approach a person or a situation from the side or like not directly interact with something but try to solve a situation by impressing someone or like flirting with someone or like all that which of of course she's not flirting with anyone she's nine but like I feel like in when we see the witches first come to life and they find Danny in the cottage and she like tries to play it off with them and like laugh with them like that's her kind of way of trying to adapt to situations and I don't know I saw like that parts of cancer for her but like I said I had a hard time placing her so I'm not like 100% with that either yeah I think that makes sense um I went more towards Sagittarius because frankly the stereotype states that Sagittarius people are kind of just overly sarcastic and borderline rude um how dare that is so not true (laughs) okay have you met you yes (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I think the sarcasm comes into play in other signs as well. Um, and the way that you were explaining it makes sense. Um, so I think it could kind of be either. It just depends on how you look at it. But I would lean more towards what you said as well. So let's go with Cancer. Okay. And then our next character is Allison. Um, she is kind of seen as like the one with the, the smartest character out of the people that we have. Um, she she seems to be like the most level headed in most situations and like the one who's trying to figure out like how to solve a situation. Um, she very much believes in all of the Sanderson sisters and Salem tales and all that because of her upbringing. Like we know that her mom used to own the what they call museum, but the cottage where the uh, Sanderson sisters lived. And like she's very engrossed in the fantasy and like i mean for them reality of the of the stories around them and she's like she just is like the very much the intelligent one of the group i would say aside from thackeray you know she definitely has a better head on her shoulder than max very easily (laughs) yeah i ended up going with virgo for her i was toying between virgo and scorpio um, I ended up going for Scorpio because I, when I think about Virgos, I think more about like realism and stuff like that. And I would lean, oh, like I would think to lean away from like the fantastical side of things. Um, so like she's very matter of fact about what she knows, but she, like she believes in the stories, but they're just stories until they find out that it's real. Mm-hmm. So. It's hard for me to to correspond a Virgo sign with this kind of a story, I think. Um, that doesn't mean it's not what her sign would be. But it's like the perfection and the realism and stuff like that is where my brain tends to go with that. Um, Scorpio is more about the intuition and the detective side of things, which is why I ended up going there. Um, so I think it's the same sort of smart, level-headed aspect, um, with just a little bit more, like, wry humor kind of personality. 
Yeah, I I could see it being Scorpio too in that regard. I ultimately went with Virgo because I feel like I I do think of her as like just a very intelligent character who like knows what she knows and is not afraid to let you know that you're wrong and that she's right. Like, Mm -hmm. of course, her and Max end up liking each other and they become kind of a couple at the end, or at least it's implied that they will. Um, Her like she she in the beginning when they're arguing in class and then the scene we talked about of her like giving him back his number like she's very sure of herself and is very like no i'm right like you you can have your wrong opinion over there but i'm i'm in the right here and (laughs) i feel like that is like kind of a, a virgo trait to like be very super confident in what you know to the point that like sometimes it it it's like i don't know it just feels like very very confident in yourself and your knowledge and being able to defend that and I feel like that very much fits for Allison, which is why I went with Virgo. But mm-hmm. I also see a lot of the things you're saying about Scorpio, too. So I feel like it could be one or the other. Yeah. She's kind of hard to pin down for me. I yeah. Think. I feel like it's easier. I feel like both Allison and Danny, for me at least, didn't have a huge role in the movie. So it was a bit more difficult. Or even though that they had roles that they were outshined a bit by some of the more dramatic characters. So it was harder to like exactly type them. Yeah. But for our last character, who isn't even really alive anymore, uh, we have Billy Butcherson, who is the zombie that Winifred brings back to life, who we learn she had a past relationship with, and he cheated on her with sarah and in revenge she sewed his mouth shut and killed him and buried him and she ends up resurrecting him to use to try and like attack the kids but when eventually he does end up catching max he just uses max's pocket knife to rip the stitches out of his mouth so that he can insult winifred and like yell at her And then he ultimately ends up helping the kids like defeat the witches and like ends up being seen as actually a good person who just couldn't vocalize any of that. Um, I ended up saying that he was either a Leo or an Aries. Yeah, I like I said, um, I didn't actually get the chance to finish the movie. So. Billy here had not spoken yet where i left off so i though i have seen this before and i kind of vaguely remember some of the things like i really just don't know anything about this poor zombie man um i would i would um i think i would go more towards aries um just because i don't really think it's performative in any way the way that he reacts to winifred once he gets his mouth open and is able to talk again it's fully just like the heat of the moment emotion like that's how he feels he's not trying to like be over dramatic and put on a show so i would go more towards aries rather than leo for him i think i would agree the only reason i put that one down as a possibility is because not so much the dramatic part but like the part about leo's where like when they get upset they can roar like a lion like i feel like that part kind of fits for like him 
when he is finally able to talk, he gets that anger and frustration out on Winifred. And that's that's the part that I saw in there. But I feel like with him being like definitely more following his gut and like does what he wants thing, like once he's free of her and like doesn't have to listen to what she says anymore, like he's immediately on the side of the kids and is like helping them. He he doesn't listen to other people and doesn't listen to what other people tell him to do. I feel like that all fits more under Aries. Yeah. Can you imagine like having to hold your anger and frustration at this woman in for 300 and something years and then finally just being able to just like rip the stitches out and just like release everything you've been feeling for that long? I mean, I would have said a lot worse than what he says. Well, what can you do for a 1993 PG-rated movie? Is it PG or PG-13? I don't even know. I PG, think it's PG-13. Is it? I think Man. so. Hold on. IMDb will tell me. Um, Maybe it won't. <laughs> no, no, it's PG. PG, I still okay. Passed it. It probably would be PG-13 had it been released today. I'm sure the second one that's supposedly coming out will be PG-13. Um, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But aside from that, those are all the characters that we had to discuss. Um, do you have any final thoughts that you want to talk about with this movie or your experience with it or any takeaways? You know, this movie is like the quintessential Halloween movie for most people who like Halloween. Um, and there is very good reason for that. It is a very well-made movie. Do I think it needs a sequel? No, I do not. I think it's <laughs> fine the way it is. But will I watch it? Probably. To be fair, I didn't even know there was a sequel coming out, so... It's been in talks for, like, years now, and I've just recently started hearing stuff about it again. Yep, it is an upcoming sequel and a Disney Plus original movie. Um, The new Hocus Pocus will pick up 29 years after the first movie. They're now looking for revenge when they find themselves back in Salem in the present day. It's up to three high school students who incite the wrath of the Enchantresses to stop them. Interesting. And their names are Becca, Cassie, and Izzy. Oh God! <laughs> it's def. It'll definitely be different. It's gonna be probably horrible. Wait, I mean, we'll find out. Maybe we'll <laughs> talk about it on here when it comes out. Wait, but Billy Butcherson will be back. <laughs> oh, thank God! What would we do without him? The description says. Additional casting was announced on Halloween, with original Hocus Pocus actor Doug Jones returning for the sequel to reprise his role of Billy Butcherson, whom Winifred resurrected as a decaying dead man in the first movie. Oh boy. Oh god. I will say that um, before this time that I watched it, this was actually the first time that I, in one sitting, I've watched the entire movie. I've seen the entire movie in separate sittings before, but this is the first time that I've actually sat down and watched the entire movie from beginning to end in one sitting. Um, I 
really enjoyed it and I think I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Like I knew it was going to be good, but like there there were plenty of moments that I laughed out loud at and I found every scene with the sisters in them to be very funny and I really enjoyed oh, yeah. those. I feel like this is one of those like one of those movies that even though it came out in like 1993 and people saw this when they were really young, like there's some kind of enjoyment you can take out of it, even as an adult today. Like, yeah. And I, I just really enjoyed it overall. Like, even though this isn't going to come out in October, this is coming out in November. Like I, I am glad that we rounded out October with this because I feel like it's a very nice, like pinpoint for like the whole Halloween-esque aesthetic for the Yeah, like I said, it's quintessential. Like, you can't not watch Hocus Pocus if you enjoy Halloween as much as, like, people... Let me restart that. (laughs) (laughs) It stopped making sense. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, like... It's it's like it's quintessential. You can't not watch Hocus Pocus if you like Halloween and you like movies. Like you just you can't. I agree. Now personally I'm not like a huge movie buff, so I didn't watch this movie until I was almost 18. And not at Halloween time. It I watched actually I was already 18 and I watched it in like March. Because like I said I did it in class. Um, (laughs) I have a segue this time, so let me do it. (laughs) Dang, dang. (laughs) Um, so speaking of, speaking of, um, people who kind of murder their boyfriends. (laughs) (laughs) Um, or rather murder people with their boyfriends. Um, the next week we're going to talk about one of my favorite movies of all time, which, you know, I don't know what that says about me, <laughs> but it's probably something. Um, the 1980 cla- 1980s, plural, classic, uh, Heathers. Well, fuck me gently with the chainsaw. I'm excited for that. There you go. You got your, you got your segue. Are you happy? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, me... Sitting here with the poster of Winona Ryder and Christian Slater as Veronica and JD on my wall. Um, I adore this movie. I adore the musical. We will probably be talking about the musical just because we both decided that it's probably going to be easier to access. um, Because they took the movie off Netflix. And I'm mad about it. And we have a completely legal way to watch the musical. (laughs) Yeah. Obviously. But if you guys are interested at all in listening to that, definitely check back in next week for when we talk about Heathers. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. And if you have, definitely go and listen to our other ones that we've done so far. Uh, Definitely follow us on social media if you aren't. And give us a rating on the podcast app on your phones because that helps us reach out to more people. But aside from that, thank you again for watching or Thank you again for listening, and we hope you check back in next week. Bye bye. Diggity dang a dang 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 diggity dang a dang. Thank you for listening to Who's Got the Sign. 
If you like the episode, consider giving us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us spread our audience to more people. If you have any questions, suggestions, or just general thoughts, feel free to send them to who's got the sign, no question mark, at gmail.com. If you'd like to follow us on social media, our Twitter is at who's got the underscore sign, and our Instagram is at who's got the sign. 